We all know dating is not easy. Thankfully, there are people like Lindsay Metzler. She started a platform called We Met at Acme, and it's helping all of us navigate dating. Please welcome to the show, Lindsay Metzler. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with Thank you. you. I've been a big fan of yours for a really long time. Um, I've been following you, following you on We Met at Acme um, for a long time. And I uh, have so many questions for you. But first, my first question is, what do you believe? Mm. Well, as you know, because we had a little pre-combo, I yeah. believe in astrology, hardcore. Um, I believe in some traditionalities when it comes to dating. I believe in mind over matter and happiness and love. Is that too cheesy? Not at all. I, I love that you said you believe in love. I'm guessing that's why you started this platform. <laughs> mm, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. So tell us, tell us that story. How did it start? Yeah, so I, I, it's almost three years ago now, which is crazy. Um, I had found myself kind of all of, the, all of a sudden out of, the, out of the blue, I was dumped um, on my birthday and like I had never really experienced something like that before. I had been dumped, obviously, you know, everyone has, but it was just like totally blindsided and I just did not see it coming at all. And I realized that I actually had a lot to learn in the realm of love and dating. Whereas I had thought that I was like the guru already just mm. because my friends had like come to me for advice and things like that. And so I realized how much, more there was to learn and so that's I just started talking to friends about it and recording our conversations and then it it spiraled into like you know talking to experts and talking to this person and that person and it got um I've learned so much since starting it incredible what so we're going to get into what you learned i want to know everything i want to hear it all because i'm so excited uh, but i'm just i'm just curious about after you've learned and understood this about your you know your generation millennials what is it about is it is there something very specific about millennials because it's primarily about millennials right that you're 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 yes. getting, you're talking to, you're giving advice to. What about millennials yes. is so specific about dating? Mm. I think because millennials, there's so many different um, ways to get in touch for us. There's so many different platforms of communication now. And as a millennial, I understand, um, you know, how to navigate those. And I feel like what I really needed was some sort of like, older guiding force to tell me like okay well if they like message you on instagram story but they don't text you but they snapchat you like all this stuff um then it would make a lot more sense to me and i just feel like millennials more than any other generation um struggle when it comes to dating because there's so many confusing elements to it like you know there's the apps there's instagram there's snapchat there's linkedin it's like mm -hmm. 
we're dating on every possible form right now. Which I would imagine, you know, it's interesting because I, I, when I think about it, is it, is, it, is it good that you have these options or is it really terrible? I mean, mm. is, could it go either way? Good being options, bad being too many options? You know, it's, it's funny you ask that because it's like thinking about, I'm thinking about packing for a vacation. And like when I overpack, I am helpless on that vacation. Like I dish, I just don't know what to wear. But when I pack like four different combinations, I'm so good at figuring out outfits. And um, I feel like dating is the same way. It's like, we have all of these options and we're so jaded. Like we're like, oh, who cares about that person? I'll just swipe them away and swipe into a new person and get someone new in my life. And I think that, you know, actually makes it more difficult. Whereas like my grandparents' generation were like, oh, there's a girl who's kind of my age living in my mom's building. Like she's going to be my wife, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it worked out forever. So I, I think it's just too many options. Like, overstimulated overstimulation over choice um yeah i mean well that would be the big differentiator right between even my generation you know um so you you said earlier you did this because you you believe in love and i want to hear more about what you what what your idea of love is i would say that love is really um you know, it's, it's a lot of things and it's different to a lot of people, but I think it's really putting that person first, like before anything else and not in an unhealthy, like codependent way, but just in like a, you know, you always have their back. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it's also just like having no, I mean, of course you're going to have negative feelings, right. But genuinely like wanting to be with that person all the time they're like your favorite person. And, you know, I hear all the time, like you love, it's like your best friend, you marry your best friend. And I don't know about that. Right. Like, should you be really like, should you be really close friends with your partner? Yes. Um, So it's less about them being your best friend, I think, and more about them being your favorite person to choose to spend time with, you know? Right. Absolutely. What do you think? Uh, You know, I think love could be, Love can be so many different things, but I think for me, love is, is, is yes, it's having, it's having someone's back. It's having, having their back and also really just is being kind and being understanding and empathetic in any situation. I think when you really love someone, there has to be some sort of element of, um, of unconditional love in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm because you have to allow that person to go through the ebbs and flows of life and being with them through those times is, is, is what's the challenge. I think that's what love is, is that being side by side with that person through thick and thin and death and all the trials and tribulations of life, which Mm -hmm. can be really problematic at times. I think that that's love. And I, I don't think you know really that you love someone until you're faced with those issues, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's really going through stuff, but also, you know, them being there when there's nothing to go through and when it's like, you know, quote unquote boring. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, writing it all out with that person. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I mean, it, 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 it comes up to um, the pandemic for me. Like, I think, how, how has this been? I mean, in terms of trials and tribulations, what's been going on with your, you know, your base and, and talking about this pandemic and how people are dating? I mean, what's going on? Yeah. Well, you know, my listeners have and um, followers have been talking to me a lot about virtual dating. And I think now are just finally making a transition to um, socially distanced dates. And it's been, you know, I think the pandemic, it depends on what kind of person you are. If you are very outgoing by nature, um, you can date through this pandemic. But if you're more of an introvert, I think that this is a time to like really reflect and take time to yourself. You know, my friends who are more on the introverted side, they haven't been dating at all. They're, they don't see the point, you know, maybe they're at their parents, maybe this, that, but um, they haven't been dating. And, and my more extroverted friends um, are are going out of their way to make dates happen. And mm. some I would say are even thriving during this time because you have the time to date multiple people and to really see who it works with and you know who it might not work with. Wow. That's incredible. So people show up in their masks and they're six feet away and mm -hmm. they're doing the whole thing. And now how much, what's going on with, with is there something about COVID tests that you, that you have on your profile that you can? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I no, I don't know if you have that um, on your, a lot of people are writing like I have the antibodies and things like that. Um, but I actually just spoke to a woman yesterday who said, um, she wasn't comfortable going on a date with someone unless they had gotten tested. And so the person really nicely went and got tested and, um, you know, was negative and showed her the results and that showed her the dedication that he really wanted to go out with her. That's great. I mean, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's certainly a, that's, that's a keeper. Um, <laughs> it's good. Has this shifted, has the pandemic curiously shifted um, anything in what millennials are looking for at this point? I mean, any perspective at all for what people are I really for? actually don't think it's shifted. I think if you wanted a relationship pre-pandemic, you still want a relationship now. And if you wanted to be single pre-pandemic, you still want to be single now. There could be, you know, there could have been like this cuffing season part of, you know, when we're all in quarantine like maybe you want a partner for that moment mm. but I think what you wanted before and what you want after usually remains the same right absolutely absolutely um so is there I'm curious like with millennials I feel like millennials are healthier you know they're into fitness or they're into mm -hmm. clean juice you know I think it's more about a wellness kind of vibe. is there anything specific to dating that has to do with you know, is there anything specific like that that comes up with millennials and dating? I mean, are people looking for more into you know more intuitive boyfriends and girlfriends? I mean, I just feel that that's just of the moment, and I'm wondering if that has anything to do with dating. Yeah, like if people want someone who is more spiritual, you mean? Yes, I think you know. 
that would be amazing. I think, I, not to generalize, but I feel like women are just more spiritual than men. Um, but I think a lot of men are becoming more spiritual as well and like becoming more open to hearing about that stuff. Mm. Whereas I know like five years ago, if you brought up astrology on a date, a man would be like, okay, she's certifiable. Like, right. She's nuts. <laughs> Um, whereas now I think they're actually interested in it and they're more open to, you know, believing in their charts and things like that. Like I remember on my first date with my boyfriend, I asked him what time he was born so that I could look up his chart. And, you know, I, I did it in a way in which it like seemed, you know, less intense, Mm -hmm. but I think that more people are like just all of that stuff is normalizing like meditation you know is huge for men now um and so I think it would be nice to have a man be more in touch with that side I mean we I know like women love men who go to therapy and so that's like that's somewhat spiritual Absolutely. It's learning to go inside and and figure it out, which is great. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. I think that should be, you know, that's, that should be a need. You know, you have to go to therapy before you date. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. So what, what about all this data that you're collecting? Because I love answering these questions that you throw out to, to your audience. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's really fun to see what the, what the response is to, to this. So what are you doing with the data and what, what have you learned? Anything really unique? Yeah. So I'm keeping a lot of the data um, in like an Excel spreadsheet just, you know, to have, and it also saves automatically on the Instagram itself. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? What do you do with the data? Yeah. What do you do? And then what have you, have you found out anything specific that you kind of were surprised at asking? I all feel these like questions I always find things out like all the time with all the different questions. Um, you know, most, I, I guess most like prevalent and like what makes me the most upset is I find out that like people accept a lot of behavior that isn't Mm. fair to them and I think um you know thank god for a lot of these polls because people realize based on submitting something that they're not being treated right you know I've had um most recently I think last night someone asked me is it okay if or is it a red flag or deal breaker if the person you're dating doesn't say anything or wish you good luck when you have surgery And like, that's not okay. Like if this is someone that you're dating and they don't acknowledge the fact, like, why do you, are you dating at all? Like Mm -hmm. just these little things, um, you know, I think people accept and they're just like, okay, that's what it's going to be like for me. And that makes me sad, but it also makes me happy that people realize um, that they can't accept something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This is where the therapy comes in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I, how much do you uh, address that on your programs then? Do you Mm. deep dive? Do you take deep dives into a lot of these issues? We do. We take deep dives. Um, You know, the, 
we answer a lot of these poll questions on the podcast. Like right now at the last 10 minutes of every podcast, we do like rapid fire poll questions. And, um, and we do. And, and so like we talk about often, you know, what is right versus mm -hmm. what isn't and what like gaslighting is and what toxic relationships and abusive relationships look like. And so I hope that, you know, people who listen are guided to make the right decision. How much do you share with your personal, like in your own personal relationships, your inner relationship, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, I'm in a relationship. So how much uh, do you share about that? I really kind of share, like, I don't hold back. Um, you know, there if there are things that my partner would not want me to say, or like, if I can, you know, read the room on what's okay to say and what's not okay, I will share, you know, surface level things. Like, I'm not going to... Um, put my partner in a position where like he's you know horrified that I shared x y and z but I do want people to know like this is what's going on in my personal life I'm in this relationship you know this is when it began um this is when my last relationship ended these are the things that we do together that are great um this is like you know the positives that, like if things come up if we fight about things like I'm happy to talk about, you know, talk through that stuff. I just feel like it's so important to really, like, if you're someone who's considering yourself like a dating, you know, expert or something, and you don't share your own dating life, I don't feel like it's relatable. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, I have a lot of friends who also have dating podcasts, and they are not as open about it. And I don't think there's like one right way to do it. But for me, I want to be like as authentic as possible so that my listeners can relate to the things I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how many people do you feel, you know, including yourself, like how, how often do you meet people online? Is it, is it, I mean, what do you think the percentage is? Just curiously. Well, right now there's like 90% of people who are meeting their partner online or virtually dating, um, which is crazy because I think before it was like 60, but with the pandemic, everything, you know, went up and expanded and I understand why. I mean, people yeah. are lonely and people want to connect. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 90%. Wow. Um, but normally it's 60. That's interesting. Um, I'm wondering, you know, what it's going to be like now in the next like, what's your kind of prediction in terms of the next, you know, let's just say things start to get a little bit better. I mean, mm -hmm. what's your prediction with, with what's going on in terms of dating and, and how this goes down? I mean, do you feel that people are going to all of a sudden start to get married because they don't want to be alone? I mean, like, what's the trend? I think, you know, I, I think that people who like met in quarantine um, are feeling much closer to one another because it's like you're spending every moment together. And I actually have a friend who just got engaged after dating uh, someone for five months. They met in quarantine. And so I think that is either going to happen a lot more and then the opposite is going to happen where you see people breaking up and realizing this isn't the person I want to be with. I can't spend another second with them, um, you know, on the couch or however they're spending time. And so I think um, we're going to see like the two extremes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Wow. Um, so what, what, what for, what's going on with your platform? What's the future? What, what do you want to do with it? I mean, aside from yeah. just rocking it right now, I mean, where do yeah. you see it going? Well, I would love to, you know, continue to have this platform for people to, to get advice and like, feel like they have like this older sister when it comes to dating um, and expand on that, whether it's, you know, a show or a column, um, you know, maybe stepping in as like a Carrie Bradshaw type. Yeah. Um, just, you know, so people feel supported when it comes to this stuff. I know that I didn't really have a guide when I was, you know, first graduating from college, getting into New York City and, and trying to figure out the dating world. So I would love to, you know, be that for, for people. It's great. I love it. What's your, what are your go-to pieces of advice? My go-to pieces of advice, you said? Yeah. Or, yes. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're confused, like they're not interested, you know, confusion means exactly what it seems. Um, if they're like on and off, hot and cold, it's a no-go and you should step away. Um, you know, I would say you shouldn't question things too much. Like when it's right, you, you're not like what else is out there. Um, you really are in it. And, um, you know, a lot of my advice comes like in the form of like dating, like for actually going on dates, which is just like, ask a lot of questions, uh, smile a lot. And, um, if you're a woman dating a man, don't send a follow-up text the next day. Oh my God. Thank you. I, I have had fights with friends left, right, and mm -hmm. center about this. I don't understand. No, you don't have to send a thank you. There's no thank you. He needs to reach out to you and say thank you. Yep, exactly. Like, why are you thanking them so many times? And also, like, interrupting their own thought process on, like, if they were going to message you, you know? It's like a whole, you're messing it all up. Just, like, let it, let it be. Right, because there's an energy there's a thing, there's a dance you have to play. It's like a tit, tat, you know, it's like a thing, yeah. not, not tip, you yeah. know what I mean? No, um, of but course. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's just, there's, there's a thing that has to go down and it has to be natural and organic because what I think is, and listen, I, I have never dated on an app, so I don't know, but you know, I, I look at it as incredibly, it's like, an, it's not very authentic and it's not very organic the way you meet people mm. these days. So at least let the guy have some, let, let him feel like a man or, you yeah. know, or let the person feel like they're in control in some way. Exactly. You don't have to be the power female in every situation. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You Agreed. know? Just um, let it rock. Just let it, exactly. Let it go. Enjoy it. I'm so glad you said that because that's just, I, I hope all my friends are listening to this podcast because, you know, that's just the one thing that we really, and then once, so when something happens and then let's say the next day and the guy says, okay, thank you. It was great. To, let's say he reaches out. Right. And then, you know, the, the, you know, the person's like, oh, you know, thanks for, yeah, it was great. And then she doesn't hear from him for a couple of days. And then, it, and then that's when, again, she's compelled to reach out 
and send another message or send a message saying, hey, no. The advice is no texts, right? No, don't do it. Don't do it. Just like let let it happen as it's supposed to happen and stop like chasing after someone that doesn't want to be with you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any advice about working and you know, dating someone in the same office. Mm, that's a good one. That comes up often too, whether it's their boss or just their coworker. Um, I would say, you know, just because it's fun, like don't tell anyone unless like you feel comfortable and have this like, you know, tension when you are working. Cause like, it's really fun, you know? And also I don't think it's something that should go on forever. I think similar to like long distance when someone has an end date, like you should have an end date where like one of you gets another job. Cause I think it is, can get too complicated to, you know, have zero degrees of separation. Um, but generally I've heard it work out tons of times. It's just, they followed the advice of like one ended up getting a different job eventually. Mm. Okay, cool. How do you feel about, I'm asking a couple of questions here because I'm like compelled to do that right now, but <laughs> I love it. I just need, how do you feel about age differences with, you know, with, with uh, people dating? What's your, what's your take on that? I really truly believe that age is just a number. I've, I have tons of friends, you know, who date younger, who date much older, um, if you connect with someone and like your energies line up, like that's really all that matters. I think it's just really important to, um, to be able to have something to talk about. How much have you thought about matchmaking? Mm, a lot. Uh, I do some amateur matchmaking in that like I match up friends and friends like of friends. Um, I actually did some virtual matchmaking when the pandemic began and it was really fun, but I don't think that I, my journey is to become a matchmaker. I think it's more of just like, if, if it happens, but like I have one great friend who would be great for another friend, we'll set them up. Um, but it is a lot of pressure to matchmake. And I feel like hmm. I'd prefer to matchmake people who didn't ask if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, what about long distance dating? How do you feel mm. about that? Can it work? Again, if you have an end date, it can totally work. Um, whether that's an end date because one of you is moving or you guys are both moving to somewhere in the middle. Um, I think if you have an end date, it totally works. And um, if you make an effort or if one of you is working remotely, like forever, um, then it can work. I've seen tons of relationships that started long distance that are now in, you know, they've gotten married and everything. So I think it's just about like your levels of commitment to seeing each other and making that effort. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not for me personally. Like I've done it and I don't like it. Right. Right. Yeah. What if, um, what if there's a religious barrier? Mm. I think that if you, um, if it's really important to your family and your family is really important to you, it's going to be tough to get past that. 
Um, but if it's just like two people of different religions who both don't aren't super religious, it's fine. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're Catholic and it's really important to you to raise your kids Catholic, you should look for someone Catholic. And the apps actually make it really easy for you to say like, I only want to see people who are atheists and I only want to see Buddhists and I only want to see Jews. Like they're really good at, um, and that's actually why I, I tell a lot of people, like if you have specific like non-negotiables, you should actually be on the apps. Mm. Um, I, I kind of am seeing a We Met at Acme app where actually you do that. Mm. Would you fund the back end? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but, but um, that would be, I mean, that would be so cool. I just, I, I worry about like making a dating app and I'll tell you why, because they're so like monopolized. Like the ones that are popular right now are popular because there's so many people on them. And every time someone tries to make a new dating app, it doesn't work just because they can't get enough people there you know well Lindsay, you're amazing you're beautiful and that color is so gorgeous if you can't see my favorite right color not, it's green yeah if people are watching or not watching this and just listening to the podcast Lindsay's wearing this beautiful green sweatshirt and it looks fab thank um, you well you are amazing and i'm really stoked to talk to you today and thank you so much for time and all that you do because I know it helps a lot of people and you know that's that's what it's all about isn't it it's helping people and spreading good vibes and it you is definitely, definitely do that thank you thank you so much Andrea so nice to chat with you <laughs>